holy moly, am I gassed. I don't know what I'm going to do for this first one. I'm going to have to find some energy here because why the fuck do these old white politicians in the South care so much about abortion? Why do people care so much about abortion to begin with? First of all, who fucking cares, all right? Who gets an abortion and who doesn't? If someone wants to get an abortion, I'm sure nobody wants to get an abortion, all right? Women, ladies, I don't think any one of you are waking up in the morning and saying, can't wait to get an abortion or can't wait to get knocked up when I don't want it to happen and have to think about getting an abortion. Like people do not want to have these things in the first place, all right? But there's sometimes when they're fucking necessary. And if you can't understand that, you're just a fucking idiot. Sometimes they're necessary. God forbid uh, girls get raped. That Nobody wants that to happen, but it happens. Um, God forbid a girl doesn't know she's pregnant until it's too late for this fucking law and she can't get an abortion. What do you want her to do? Fucking drive across state lines and go somewhere else? I just don't understand what the big deal is. And these old, white, creepy-ass fucking politicians in Texas are... Where are the women politicians in Texas? What are you saying? Do they not have enough fucking power? I have no idea how this works. But I just, I just don't understand how one state can just be like, you know what, it's 2021, we've made all this ground, and eh, fuck it. You know what, fuck it. We're just going to throw it out the window, and now you can't get an abortion. I just don't understand. And... I just don't, I can't level with people who can't get their heads around it. Like I have, I have some friends I've had conversations with in the past that are saying, oh, but it's a, the Bible, the, the God, oh, they got a heartbeat. You can't be killing the baby. It's like, okay, the baby's not alive, all right? I think we can all agree that the baby's not alive. It, it's in, It's got a heartbeat, but it's not alive. I mean, it doesn't have thoughts or feelings or, or, or it can't do anything for itself other than just sit there. Like it's not alive. Like you can say, oh, it's got a heartbeat. Yeah, sometimes my dick has a heartbeat. All right. Doesn't mean it's alive. I'm alive. Okay. The mom is alive. The baby's not alive. All right. Anyway. And then you think that's it, right? You think that's it. And then somehow they put a little stipulation in, in the law, the heartbeat act, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, that lets citizens do citizens arrests on women that are going to get abortions. So here's what a world, what a fucking world we live in. Uh, a headline from Telegraph World News. Texas braces for emergence of abortion bounty hunters. Are you fucking kidding me? Abortion bounty hunters. Dog the bounty hunter, but abortion style. Texas's restrictive new bill being referred to as the Heartbeat Act prevents a woman from getting an abortion after the fetus has a detectable heartbeat, usually around six weeks. But more, rather more unusually, the bill also gives the right to any citizen to sue Texas abortion clinics, doctors, and anyone who aids in an abortion, even Uber drivers who take a woman to the clinic. What is going on in this world in 2021? Can people just drink some water, like I said in the first episode, and chill the fuck out? We don't need this rule to begin with, and we definitely don't need any abortion bounty hunters. You know what? There should be abortion bounty hunter bounty hunters that just go around literally murdering the abortion bounty hunters with machetes and guns or whatever they want to do 
probably in the most gruesome way possible, because that's the only punishment I see fit for someone that goes around saying that they're an abortion bounty hunter. Now, folks, I told you I was sorry for last week. It was a tough episode. Thank you for bearing with me for last week, but welcome to episode 13 of Hilly's Hot Takes. I started off with a bang. I promised we'd have a stack episode for you folks. I'm excited to bring the good word to you good people for another week. All right? Listen, football is fucking back. Two days, well, one more day when this airs, we'll be watching the Tampa Bay Fox, <laughs> Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa Bay Bucks fucking mock the Cowboys on Thursday night football. Um, I'm going to be gone fishing up north with my dad and a friend. Uh, but you know I'll be streaming that fucking game no matter what. Speaking of the Cowboys, how bad was Hard Knocks this year? Like, for those of you who don't know, Hard Knocks is just like a, a annual documentary show where they follow an NFL team around for their training camp at the facilities and practices, etc., etc. And they um, do like live look-ins of the practices, interview the players, you know, get some families involved, and it's usually sick. Like. One of my favorite shows, I remember in college, you know, you get all the boys together, sit at the house, take the show, play it an hour later so you can skip the commercials. Usually it's fire, but damn, could they have not made it more boring this year? Um, With that being said, a couple takeaways from what I saw. First of all, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are boners. And when I say boners, I mean losers. And when I say losers, I mean they're never going to win a Super Bowl. They're way too soft. Doesn't even seem like they really give that much of fucks about football. Buying presents for each other open during film and, you know, playing tiddly winks in practice. It's like, come on, come to the facility, be serious. I know I'm not NFL. I know I'm not a fucking true pro like these guys say they are, but I don't know if it was just for the cameras, but like tough look, fellas. Very tough look for the fucking Dallas Cowboys, two best players there. Uh, One thing I was very impressed by was in the second episode, they were doing the cadence rehearsals for snapping the ball. Uh, they had all the offense and the center and the QB, and they were just in, in the conference room, like clapping and getting the cadence going for snapping the ball. And that's just very underlooked part of the game from a casual fan is the pre-snap routine and, and the, uh, how to hunt the ball correctly so nobody's uh, getting a five-yard penalty right off the bat and uh, – just literally practicing the, the cadence, the pure cadence, so everyone on the same page. I don't know. I just thought that was sick. And just even more proof of the lunacy of how boring this year's season of Hard Knocks was. They had Ben DiNucci, like third-string quarterback, who, ended up, who ends up getting cut. And good rookie Micah Parsons playing chess for 10 minutes. Like a staged chess game in some you know, gazebo outside and they weren't even talking. Like it wasn't even entertaining. They were just playing chess, making a move there, making a move there, like small talk. Um, and then Ben DiNucci finally wins and he goes checkmate. And then they just cut out from the, the scene. And I was just sitting there like, what am I fucking watching here? And lastly, Jerry world, the entire Dallas Cowboys facility. If you, haven't seen the this the scene on hard knocks where they like do the fly through definitely go look it up on youtube i would highly recommend it it is out of this world like an entire college campus but dedicated to one sports team pretty insane and that's that on hard knocks 
pretty shit. I don't know if I'm even going to watch it next year because I couldn't could barely even sit through the episodes. I was clicking like, how fucking long do we have left? Um. Anyway, I've been on a pretty heavy training and skating grind, hence the reason I'm a little gassed right now. I don't know if you can tell. I'm pretty pumped up about this episode. But I'm going fishing, and I'm pumped up to get out of the, sweaty, the city. I swear Saskatoon is the least scenic city in the history of cities. You can't escape the cars, nor the buildings, nor the houses, nor the the constant hum of the cars on the highways. Shitty sunrises, shitty sunsets, people walking everywhere. I never thought I would say those words about the sunrise and the sunsets, but I'm sick of it. You know, I can't even find a good spot to, to see the sunset. I've been asking everyone, friends, girls that I've met at the bar. I know that's a good one. Hey, hey, what's up, shoddy? Yeah, you know where... Uh, you know where a good sun, good spot for the sunset is? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, see ya, but No, but it sucks. And I know you won't be able to understand since you don't live in Saskatoon, pretty much a lot of you. Uh, but I'm excited to get out to the fucking lake. That first sunrise, wake up, grab a cup of tea, go sit, watch the sunrise, hear nothing. But a couple loons out in the distance, damn. That feels good. And I've been on my phone way too much lately. Like way too much. Like fucking way, way, way too much. So I think I'm just going to turn it off and throw it in the lake uh, for five days and then fish it out and dry it off. And and hopefully it'll still be good when I take it out. But for sure going to dive into a little psychedelic trip on one of the days. Uh, Absolute must. Um, I always said mushrooms in nature will always mix until the end of the time. Uh, nature is usually great, but something's happened last weekend and I don't contone it. I feel bad for these people, but hurricane Ida ripped through, um, Louisiana, New Orleans, pretty heavy winds, thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. But the remnants of the hurricane just made its way up, you know, right through the middle of Tennessee where Manchester, Tennessee, where they host Bonnaroo music festival. Now I have been to Bonnaroo before it is fucking unbelievable there it's paradise one of the funnest four days of my life um but if anyone has ever been to a festival or has tickets to a festival in the future you know that you're fired the fuck up for these festivals you buy your tickets maybe six seven months in advance you're counting down the days you're counting down the months and then it's the month before you're going to the festival and you're literally counting down the seconds and the minutes you got all your shit bought you got all your supplies packed it's all ready to go you're fucking pumped okay and the week before that's all you can think about you're sitting and work you're sitting you're doing your workouts bonner 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 music festival whatever you're thinking they got so much rain the week of the festival from hurricane ida that they had to cancel the entire festival they had people pulling in to set up early camp on the tuesday before the festival and they had to cancel it Now, I would be fucking devastated. Devastated. So after all that, after all that preparing, all that anticipation, you find out it's canceled and you're not going, I'd be rattled. It seems insignificant if you look at it from a grand scheme of things. You know, that's a first world problem not being able to go to a festival. But some people use it as an escape from their life and it sucks for them. And I feel bad for them. And... 
thoughts and prayers for everyone affected by Hurricane Ada on top of Bonnaroo and New Orleans and whatever. Anyway, couple would you rathers because fuck, why not, right? So now would you rather play a round of golf at Augusta National by yourself or would you rather play a round of golf at your local course with Tiger Woods? Now, I've been thinking about this, would you rather, this hypothetical for literally a couple weeks now. I was going to put it in a couple uh, episodes ago, but I just never had the time. And I've just been looking at it in my notes app for the longest time. And I was thinking Augusta the whole time. But I started thinking about, like, I would never want to play a really nice course by myself. Because then I just feel like, all my friends are being left out. If I was playing Augusta National by myself, I I wouldn't even be able to enjoy it to its fullest because I the whole time I would just say, damn, you know, I wish the boys were here. I wish my friends were here to fucking see this majesty of a course. So I have to go with Tiger. And I was on the Augusta side the whole time. I just think both are maybe once in a how I don't know how hard it is to play a round of golf at Augusta National if you're rich. But, you know, hopefully I'm rich one day. But. If I'm not, then I guess I'm never going to play there. But Tiger Woods round of golf, you can't buy that. That's something money can't buy. And I think that's why you have to just lean to that side a little bit. So I'll go with playing with Tiger Woods at the local course, even if it's freaking Camsack Riverside Golf Course, which, you know, as you could imagine, it's not the nicest course in the world. But, hey, little nine-hole uh, course, she gets the job done. Now, here's a more uh, thought-provoking one, possibly. Maybe not. I think it's a no-brainer, but... Would you rather lose your wallet or your phone? Now, I saw a Twitter poll on Twitter, obviously, where the losing your phone was the much more picked poll. What the fuck am I talking about? Losing your phone had a much higher percentage of people picking it than losing your wallet. Now, those people are fucking idiots. And that's no surprise because the majority of the people on this planet are fucking idiots. We've been over this plenty of times before. But if you lose your wallet, it's 2021, okay? What's in your wallet? Unless there's 500 bucks in your wallet, you, you got to pick losing. You would rather lose your, your, your wallet because what is even in it? You got a credit card, a couple debit cards. You got your ID and like maybe a couple gift cards, okay? Boom, boom, boom. You go on the apps on your phone and you cancel your uh, credit cards, your debit cards. Guess what? They're on your phone anyway. So you don't even need your physical copies of those cards. Boom, boom, boom. Make a call to DMV. You got an ID in the mail in two weeks. Okay. Hassle free and money wise, basically free. Okay. You lose your phone. Now the replies to this tweet I saw were, well, you just find your uh, phone uh, with uh, find my iPhone. Okay, fucking dickhead. We're not talking about you lose your phone and find it on find my iPhone. You lose your phone. It's in the fucking ocean or it's down in a sewer. You flush it down the toilet. You're not getting it back. Okay, asshole. Find it on find my friends. Fuck you, buddy. Anyway, you lose your phone. You're fucking pooched. All right. You have your wallet. Guess what? You can just take your take your wallet to the freaking phone store and pay 500 bucks for a new one. That sounds like a lot shittier of a deal than just losing your wallet and canceling your cards on your phone. And you lose your phone. You have to wake up in the morning. Nothing worse. I've lost my phone a couple times. You wake up in the morning after losing your phone. You feel empty. You grab it. 
you reach for it. You go to call your dad or text your friends or, or check fucking Instagram or Snapchat and you got nothing. What am I going to do? With, what am I going to do about my streaks? My streaks, my streaks. People would freak out. I know people would freak out. They'd be texting. They'd be going on their computers, logging into Twitter and Instagram, texting their friends, their freaking Snapchat login. So their friends can keep their streaks alive for them. Shout out Scott Perunovich because I know you fucking do this, which you know what? Good for you, I guess. You care about those streaks and you fucking keep them alive. I respect that. We used to have a good streak, Scott and I. It was like 150 days, the longest one by far. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. I could have sworn we extended it and they fucking ended it. And now Scott and I don't talk anymore that much. I miss talking to Scott. Maybe I'll text him right now after I'm done with this. I don't want to fucking do that. Anyway... You would much rather lose your wallet than your phone. And if you don't think that, like I said, you're a fucking idiot. All right. Last take of the day for the fellas, for the girls, for the boys. Um, I've been reading a lot about the fentanyl pandemic that's been sweeping the nation. Okay. I know you kind of hear about fentanyl all the time. You know, this guy... Uh, dies from fentanyl and in, in the cocaine or this guy overdosed in the cocaine with fentanyl. But I've been seeing it a lot in the news lately and I got a little stat for you. 90,000 dead from fentanyl overdose in the U.S. alone this year so far. 90,000! 90,000! 90, now, the weekly average COVID deaths in the United States is around 1,300 and we're about um, 31 weeks into the year, approximately. Um, I don't know that for sure. I just do it on the top of my head. 31 times 1,300, uh, 40,000. So over double, over double deaths. What am I even fucking saying? Fentanyl deaths over double than COVID deaths. All right. So that's not a joke. And it's not just like fucking um, drug heads are dying from fentanyl. Recreational users are dying from this. It's becoming a pandemic. So here's a take that I'm sure everyone would agree with is a good one. All right. Hey, drug dealers, don't cut your shit with fentanyl. All right. You dirty scumbag fucks. I just don't get what the point is of cutting drugs with fentanyl. What's the upside? What do you stand to gain? from cutting your shit with that shit. First, it basically just kills the very people you sell it to. Less customers coming back. Second, it scares off anyone that is on the fence of buying from you in the first place. So you're killing your own clientele and you're scaring other customers from buying. Sounds like a lose-lose to me, but hey, I guess you save a little bit of money, you scumbag, dirty fucks. Don't cut your shit with fentanyl. And if you're a recreational drug user, I would recommend just start buying fentanyl test strips and be safe because 90,000 people dying in seven and a half months, eight months, that's no fucking joke. All right. Be safe out there, folks. The pandemic is sweeping through the nation. We have multiple pandemics. There's so many fucking pandemics going through the nation right now. Mental health, COVID, fentanyl now. You, you fucking name them. All right. Stay on top of your health. Be happy. Like I said, I'm going fishing. I'm throwing my phone in the lake. 
If you want to reach me, don't even think about it because I'm not going to respond to you. I hope everyone has a fantastic extra week. I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good about this one. I like to think I bounced back from that debacle from last week. Um, if you disagree with me, you know, I had my buddy Jake McLaughlin. He reached out to me last week um, on Instagram. He said, dude, that was a shitty episode. I said, thanks for the feedback, Jake. He said, yeah, I just, I was listening to it. I just couldn't wait for it to end. And I was like, thank you so much for the feedback, Jake. I really appreciate it. So I really do appreciate the feedback, good and bad. So let me know what you think about this episode. Hope it was a good one. I think it was a good one. And we'll see y'all next week.